Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plastering, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 255, dare I say it, episode 300, seems like it's just around the corner now. Um... <laughs> Thank you very much to everybody who tuned into last week's show. We're still very grateful to people that do make the time to, to tune in. Routines may not still quite be where they used to be, but thank you for taking the time and for giving us feedback as well. We, we really do appreciate it. Um, so this week we're going to be looking back on the Newport game. That's the sort of real big talking point uh, this week. Is it a point gained or two points dropped is the biggest question that's on our, our lips at the moment. And we've also got uh, a bit of a week that was, really. So loads and loads of views. So let's just crack on. And as always, we'll start with a word about our podcast sponsor. Yeah, we absolutely will. So the podcast is sponsored by AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company. They cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And you must know this by now. Everybody listening, wherever you are, there's that... Age of Plastering offer a very lovely 15% off for all late night fans and staff. So for more information and for the best plastering and rendering prices you can possibly get, you can visit their website at www.agefplastering.co.uk or you can email Adam and the team at agefplastering at outlook.com or you can go on social media on Facebook and Instagram. You can find them just under Age Plastering or if you're on Twitter, search for Big Ads with a Z. LOFC, and you'll find Adam from AJF on there. A great company, as always. We're very proud to be sponsored uh, by the gents at AJF Plaston. Absolutely. Supporters Club update for you here. Um, just the one trip to tell you about at the moment. That's Bristol Rovers away in two weeks, September the 18th. Adult prices for that are 28 quid. Concessions are 25. And as always, they depart from the Supporters Club. At uh, this time, the timing for this is 8.30. All of the trips will cost you... An additional £3 if you're not a member under 16s can travel at a special rate uh, with an adult. You need to contact the Supporters Club for those. To book on that trip, visit the Supporters Club or any of their future trips as well. Um, you can call in on a, uh, to the Supporters Club on a match day or you can just call the travel line. It's a new number, so make a note of this. It's 07507 539579. Great stuff. So let's move on then to the week that was. So the last podcast was on Bank Holiday Monday. So we're going to start with Tahuwe Tuesday, the 31st of August. I want to say happy birthday to friend of the podcast, Mr. Darren Reisman. Looks like he had enough booze on that train to Newport yesterday to have himself a proper happy birthday celebration. So happy birthday to Darren. Absolutely. Transfer deadline day was also on Tahuwe Tuesday. And at four o'clock, and as widely was rumoured, the club announced the signing, loan signing, for the rest of this season, 19-year-old Millwall centre-back Alex Mitchell with another clever teaser on social media. Now, me not being... As well versed on everything music, I'm sure you'd have probably got that. Didn't get it, it stumped me. I really? couldn't work it out, but then I saw like the comments on the tweet, and obviously Arctic Monkeys is AM. The album was called AM, which is obviously the initials for Alex Mitchell. So yeah. very clever work there, and I know Dan uh, in the media team's a big fan, so no doubt his idea. Influence, so yeah. Alex said, it's a brilliant opportunity for me to play in the Football League. And to join Orient, who are a massive club. It's also a big manager who I'll be working under. So I'm absolutely buzzing for this opportunity. So, Mr Levy, your views on the signing of Mr Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, from what he's just said there, picking up on that, I mean, there's a lot of positivity of attracting 
um, players to the football club, uh, young or older. Um, and I think thanks for this one, I believe, go to Kevin Nugent, who's involved with the Millwall, I think, under-21 academy. Um, so welcome to the club, Alex. Not sure, personally, not sure why we've signed another defender. Um, is Adam Thompson had a setback? Is Dan Happy a bit worse than what was, uh, what was imagined or first thought? Um I thought we'd have gone for a midfielder first off. Uh, obviously, I'm writing this at the time. Yeah. I know since then we've signed so. before anyone tweets us. Um, so, yeah, but remains to be seen. He did well at Bromley, as, as yeah. has been widely known. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, for me, I think he looks like a decent player. And Mill obviously have high hopes for him. So, when we signed him, I went back and looked him up. And he just signed a long-term contract at Mill a few weeks ago. Made his first-team debut against Cambridge at a comfortable win. And seems to settle quite well into the team. Like you said, on loan at Bromley last year, and I expect him to come and fight for a, a place in the starting eleven. I don't think he's here to warm the bench. Gary Rowett, the Millwall manager, spoke very highly of him. and I don't think Millwall would be sending him here um, to sit on the bench. And it sounds like we beat quite a few other clubs to get to his signature. So, yeah, like you, is there more to Thompson's injury than what we know? Mm-hmm. So has he suffered a setback? Is Dan Happy just falling out of favour? Obviously, Ogie's done really well when he played the centre-back last weekend against Bradford. But, look, we want strength and depth. So, I can't sit here and criticise the signing. That's all that we want. And he says he likes to defend. Uh, I think he was called a robot, wasn't he, for defending. A and he's head or something. Yeah. So, no, all good with me. He, he looks like he can handle himself as well. So, no, fair play to him. A few views came in uh, on Twitter to us at this one. Wiggy underscore cut. Bit of... A bit of dagger for this one. It says, can't be worse than Miss Happy. So onwards and upwards we go. Yeah, a bit harsh on Dan, I think, there. But Wilco300 said, seems okay as long as he doesn't start ahead of Ogie. See no point in us giving experience to someone else's player ahead of our own, which is an absolutely stunning point to make. There's no point in helping someone else's academy at the detriment of our own. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, they both played yesterday at Newport. So... Clearly not. And, yeah. and Kenny seems to be quite favouring the youth. So whether that's a mandate from Martin Ling or whether that's just Kenny's preference that that's how he wants to build a lot of youth with a splattering of, of experience, who knows? But, uh, uh, but yeah, time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. That wasn't the only signing. It was at 7pm later in the day. The O's announced the second signing of transfer deadline day as midfielder Callum Riley was announced on a one-year deal having left AFC Wimbledon in the summer. So he becomes... The club's 12th signing in the summer transfer window. Callum went on to say it's a good club. Everyone I've spoken to here has given me a really good impression. I'm really happy to be here. The manager has been really positive towards me. He really wanted me here. That was a big factor in me coming here. Yeah, see, another someone else saying I really want to be here. You know, they really wanted me. That's not the first player in an interview that said he showed me how much, he told me how much he wants me yeah. to be here. And that's what, and clearly, you know, you're not seeing lots of players falling over themselves to use those words. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, finally, we've got a midfielder <laughs> that we all thought that we needed. Um, only played 220 games though in nine years, which which isn't much, but he's been at some good clubs. Um, it fits the mould of the players that we've signed, as in those that perhaps have a point to prove, maybe a bit of a diamond in the rough. I mean, I know he's 27, but you know he's also played in League One recently, uh, a number of games in League One, so it kind of fits that League One ready, you know. Um, so, 
yeah, fingers crossed. Like, don't really know enough about him to to form too much of an opinion. To be fa- to be perfectly frank. So, and again, like we've said on all the others, like you don't you can't really judge until you see them yeah. play in an Orient shirt in an Orient system under an Orient manager. So, we'll see. Yeah, for me, yeah, fairly happy with that. I mean, I've not heard of him too much. Good experience though, decent age, has promotions on his CV. So he's got, I think, two promotions on CVs. Played in the Championship, can hit the ball. Nice and cleanly in his highlights reel that I watched um, the other day. So yeah, fairly happy with that one. Mm-hmm. So no complaints cool. from me. Good stuff. So let's move on. There was nothing to report on Wednesday the 1st of September. It was a quiet day. So let's move on then to Thursday the 2nd. Yeah, the club ran its goal of the month for August campaign on Twitter. And the nominations were Theo Archibald versus Exeter, Harry Smith versus Carlisle, Rooster Tiri versus Bradford, and Harry Smith versus Bradford. For me, all good goals that's a tough one to call out. I think for me, the Exeter goal edges it because it's just an all-round good team goal playing out from the back and the passes were perfectly weighted and perfectly timed. So for me, as an all-round team goal, it kind of reminded me of that one that I keep going back to when we had Oli Palmer tracking back in our defence, passes it to Sammy Moore, squares it across to... The ball guy. I think right I think you're talking about a different goal. Theo Archibald was a very quick, slick pass move in about three touches, and it was down the pitch, and it was a goal. They didn't even nominate. I think Drinan's goal that you're talking about. Oh, maybe I'm getting myself confused. You are. That, would, that didn't even make the nomination list. Oh. Oh, I think it. Okay. All right. Fine. We might be. We might be getting confused. I think that was a different goal. Okay. But Archibald, decent finish. That's the one where James whips it in, and Archibald's in front of the south stand. Ah. Oh. Yeah, got myself muddled up there. That's silly. But yeah, look, they're, they're all good goals. Yeah. You know, like you say, but there was only one winner for this. Yeah, I think Satiru takes it. So well done to all Satiru. Great hit. Interesting. We'll see, hopefully, many more fantastic goals yeah. during... What an angle. I still can't work out how he's managed to drive that through the goalkeeper's head. I don't think Royal Satiru can, man- can work out how he's managed to do that. But yeah. many more of those, please, young Royal. So yeah. on Thursday, the club also launched its official club lotto in partnership with the Leighton Orient Sports Club with all proceeds going to the academy. So more great work there off the pitch to fund the academy. It's doing rather well, as we'll come on to later yeah. in the podcast. Absolutely. Kenny Friday, then, the 3rd of September, the club announced its Player of the Month. Nominees were for August, Theo Archibald, Omar Beckles, Harry Smith and Lawrence Vigarou. Thoughts? For me, Beckles are Archibald. For okay. me, Archibald probably just sneaks it uh, because I think I've fallen in love with Theo Archibald <laughs> over right. the last couple of weeks. But, you know, not to say Vigarou and Smith hadn't done well and obviously Smith, you'd imagine, is going to take some beating as it stands for the September player of the month if he carries on his form. Yeah. I just felt for me Archibald deserved that one. Yeah, and he did win it. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So I think you're right. It was a it was a tough one that, and I hope I hope there's more tough tough months because there was a couple of months last season where you're going to be stuck to pick a goal of the month and you're going to be stuck yeah. to pick a player of the month. So hopefully, long may that be a continual headache for us. Yeah, absolutely. So well done to Theo Archibald. So also on Friday, both Real Sotiru and Hector Kipriani were in action for Cyprus's under 21s. They were away to Liechtenstein in the Euro under 21 Group D qualifier. Both on the score sheet. Cyprus ran out 6-0 winners so well done to both the gents in Cyprus well done Absolutely. So let's move on to the main event, which was, or the main day really, which was Saturday the 4th of September. The youth team were in action. They were away at Stevenage and what a game it turned out to be. We went behind quite early on and Tanga equalised and then we were 3-1 down. 
by half time, unfortunately. Um, but another remarkable second half performance from the team with goals from Ibero, Tanga, and uh, Pegram saw the game finish. 4-3 to the Orient and what a turnaround so well done to the young O's yeah not the first time this season they've kind of turned the game around in the second yeah. half so I don't know whether they're training harder and just the fitness levels go up or if they if Lawless and um, Brian Sarr are just giving the most amazing half time team Imagine. Talks, but 3-1 down to win 4-3 yeah well done the youth shows a lot of character to go 3-1 down and then come back and win 4-3 um, so that's that's a real positivity I think that you could take from that I mean the fact that you went 3-1 down is obviously the negative but yeah. but at half time to then bang three goals in and, and walk away with all three points I think I think it's pretty impressive so kudos to the to the young O's and kudos to the management team yeah absolutely mm. so the main event of Saturday was the Justin Edinburgh Derby as the O's travelled away to Newport County and before the game we ran a Twitter poll as always to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one we had 236 votes in 24 hours with the results as follows only 9% of you thought the Orient would lose crazy 31% thought the game would end in a draw with a massive overwhelming 60% thinking the Orient would win the game so as always thank you for all of your votes yeah I think that that probably that that heavy optimism probably stems from the fact that it was broken that Newport had Covid cases and seven of their first team were going to be out so that probably Weighted quite heavily there. So the team was announced at 2 o'clock. It was Lawrence Vigor in goal with James, Beckles, Ogie, uh, Alex Mitchell uh, and Wood with Clay, Prattley and Archibald and Drinnen and Smith with Burns, Sweeney, Papadopoulos, Riley Kemp, Omatoy and Nkrumah on the substitutes bench. Yeah, it meant there were two changes from last week starting 11 against Bradford City. Alex Mitchell came in for his debut with Aaron Drinnen also coming in and they replaced Hector Kiprianu and Royal Soteria, who were absent on international duty. Mr Levy, your thoughts yeah. on the team? Well, interesting. I didn't stop reading defenders for, 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 for most of that. <laughs> so an interesting line-up. Is that, is that 3-5-2? I, I wrote at the time, Joe Gallen in the post-match said it was 3-4-3, three, three, yeah. so that, that's fine. Um, I just hope that with so many players out for Newport that we're not going to be trying something that's so different that we miss an opportunity to take all three points and we're trying to be probably too clever for our own good was my thinking behind that but we'll see what well at the time I was thinking yeah. let's see what happens Yours? yeah I mean 3-4-3 three, three, another formation very bold we, he likes to change his formations which is great because I think last year it was very sterile at points and it was very predictable what yes. formation it's going to be this time you're looking at the team sheet going oh is Mitchell going to play as a holding midfielder is he going to play as a defender is it 3-5-2 is it 4 Three three is it three four three? So lots of questions at the time. I mean, I predicted a similar lineup on FanHub, um, but I had Clay in. I had Clay as like a holding midfielder. Um, okay, but that's for me, no complaints. It's still interesting that for a match that I guess everyone presumed uh, Dan Kemp would come back in for that he wasn't recalled to the starting eleven. So Big might be saying something there, and obviously Clay getting the nod to come in uh, also. So. You know, good to see a few more options on the bench. Obviously, two more players coming in means those players then push out two of the younger players who are on the bench. So that can only be good for strength and depth. But yeah, no, no complaints from me. I always trust Kenny at two pm. So we had lots of views, as you can imagine, at two pm. Yeah. Dan Alton two five nine zero tweeted us saying clearly matching Newport up with a wing back formation. Don't think we've used this yet under jacket. It's another wait and see job. Graham G one four eight four three nine five two said a defender replacing H. I'm assuming happy. Ha- I've, yeah, I thought I thought that was Hector, but it could be happy. 
Yeah, oh, it could be Hector, yeah. I'd rather have seen Kemp, but in Kenny, we trust. Yeah, Gorillas, 1985. Says we won the title with this formation. Like the look of the team with players to come back. Looking forward to a positive result. Yeah, Rob Payne, 546-42997 said, As Kenny Jackett said, the formation really depends on the players available. Play to their strengths. Guess this may be a back three, but it's interesting to see. Yeah, certainly was. So if we're guessing, you can only imagine the opposition are guessing. That's what it's meant to do, isn't it? Exactly what Joe Gallen said in his post-match, and, and that was what I was going to uh, was talking about before we started recording. That was it, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So the match kicked off with a depleted Newport squad making their first home appearance of this season. So all their matches, I didn't realise this, were away from home to give them the time start, to allow yeah. their new That's lovely right. pitch, which looked great to be fair to them. Beautiful. Yeah, really nice. It should do, to be fair. Yeah, yeah it gets an O side looking to build on that excellent win over Bradford last Saturday. That's right. So we'll fast forward then to the 12th minute. We went close as a quick throw and eventually came to Connor Wood. He drilled a cross, which came... Uh, to Darren Prattley, who played a pass to Aaron Drinnen, whose shot was well saved by Day in the Newport goal. And from the follow-up, Drinnen saw another effort well saved by Day. Good double save. Good double save. You're maybe maybe a fully fit Drinnen buries it, but there not to discredit the keeper. What I will say is Prattley is very calm and collected in those situations where a young midfielder might take a shot blast over the bar wide. Prattley literally plays a perfect pass into June and I think we'll yeah. see a lot of assists come from Pratty this year I think you're right and I think he brings that to the team as well it's a good double save granted that if I'm being a little bit more critical I think we should have taken the lead there you're at point blank range you're blasting like the keeper's not high he's low it's got to go up in it you can't be shooting it on the floor because there's feet legs and a goalkeeper in the way it's got to go up, but like you say, maybe a slightly sharper drill yeah, would, would have done that. So if you're being critical there, sh- striker's instinct, bang, that's, that's hitting the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. Newport had their first chance of the game in the 16th minute. Well-worked corner, actually. Drew out a defender. Shot came in from Dolan just inside the area. And Lance mm. Vigor was down low to save with his legs. Yeah, it looks like we switched switched off a bit there and Vigoru did make a good save, so uh, that's very pleasing. 22 minutes on the clock, then a throw-in is cleared to the edge of the box and Craig Clay had a volley <coughs> which was pushed away by Day. Excuse me, 34th minute, the O's took the lead as Phil Archibald's in-swinging corner was headed by Harry Smith, who outpowered his defender. Day could only push the ball into the net. 1-0 to the Orient. Great news on that. That looks like that could be a typical Smith goal. So... I think we've mentioned it a few times. Our corners generally haven't been very good over the last Correct. couple of years. Good corner from Archibald. Try 30. <laughs> yeah. Good corner from Archibald. Smith wants it more. Bullies his defender. Gets his head on it. You could argue their keeper might actually should do better there. Yeah, 100%. Pushes it sideways, but... Yeah, it touches his hands. Great header. I mean, and Harry Smith is somewhat of a revelation. Started the season late and Drinan was taking all the plaudits early on. But Smith in the last three or four games has been brilliant. And according to Quest TV, and this is an astonishing stat... Orient are the leading dead ball goal scorers in the EFL tonight as it stands. We've scored five goals this season from dead ball situations. So what a lovely stat to have. Great stat. Keep them coming. Very good stat. I think the keeper, like you say, has made a bit of a mess of it, but I'm not going to complain. No, Goals are goals. So that's that. If our keeper would have done that, I'd have been, should have done a lot better there. Yeah. That shouldn't be 1-0. Um, so 39 minutes on the clock then. The O's win a free kick in a dangerous position just outside the area. Theo Archibald stepped up and his free kick, which was bound for the top corner of the net, was saved well by Day. Yeah, good save Good by save. Day. Yeah, Good save, but you'd expect him to save that one. Had it been a little bit faster, 
might have gone into the back of there. Yeah. But as we were all thinking the O's would go in, leading 1-0, Newport won a penalty as the ball knocked around the penalty box. Craig Clay made a sloppy challenge on Timmy Abraham. Ref pointed to the spot for me. Silly Craig, come on now. <laughs> De- definite penalty. 100%. If you give the, the ref that choice, and I think Joe Gannon said that post-match, give him a choice to make. He's going to make it. Going to make He's gonna it. going to favour the attacker. Well, What's he doing? Silly. So poor from Craig. His decision making at times is is really poor. It's it's the second penalty we've given away this season in five games that we've played, six games that we've played. You just can't keep doing that. You yeah. just can't. It's just gonna. You, you're kind of like signing your own death warrant in a game if you're having to fight against yourself and the opposition. Just makes it too hard. But Matty Dolan, um, upstep Matty Dolan. He sent Lawrence Vigor completely the wrong way, uh, and the hosts were back in, and it was level at half time, one all. Yeah, so I guess a, a disappointing end to a half where we seem fairly comfortable for the most part. Yeah. So, you know, a good uh, time to get their boys in for Kenny to give them a nice talking to. Mm. Attendance announced 3,845 with 396 away fans making the journey. So well done to everyone 100%. who made the European trip to Wales. Yeah, great, great journey that for them to, to, to do that as well. So the second half kicked off, no subs for the O's and in the 49th minute there was a minute's applause for Justin Edinburgh in great his memory. See, yeah, great 100%. to see. percent Well played Newport County uh, for that one, keeping Justin's memory uh, going oh, there. Yeah. Uh, 53rd minute and a good challenge to win the ball from Shad Ogie and some build-up play from Connor Wood. Saw Darren Prattley cross the ball into the box and again, Harry Smith powered over his marker to head the ball past day and it's 2-1 to the O. So another good header from Smith. <laughs> again, it's taken applauds, but deservedly so. And he's saying, again, in his post-match interview yesterday, Smith said he's only at 60-70%. Doesn't feel like he's at 100% yet. So if this is what 60-70% Harry Smith has given us, what on earth is 100% fully fit Harry Smith going to be yeah, like? Yeah, it's going to be Can't a wait. real, real, real horrible player to play against. And when it gets to November and December and he's like up and running properly, it's going to be interesting. Now, Archibald and Wood both did really well to keep us high up the pitch there. Uh, we could have easily have turned over possession. Um, Pratzinho's cross was absolutely <laughs> superb. Really things you love to see. And that's Smith's fourth goal of the season. So what a start, like you say, he's having. Um, to this season he's already one of the leading scorers and we're only five or six games in so yeah fantastic love it brilliant yeah I mean I hadn't heard of Harry Smith before but he came up in um, Mike is it Mike Flynn his post-match yeah. um, talk yesterday where basically Mike Flynn said he tried Newport were trying to sign him in pre-season as well oh, really? so we were up against Newport and he said that he didn't obviously Orient got him so good to see that Harry Smith obviously picked the right team so <laughs> lovely stuff Harry so there actually wasn't much to talk about for the next 25 minutes or so. So let's skip to the 76 minute as patient build up play saw Craig Clay shot, which was deflected behind for a corner. Yeah, three minutes later, Newport equalised as a long throwing came into the box, was flicked on, and Telford got a nod onto the ball, which then beat Lawrence Figaro to make it 2 all. Oh, awful goal to concede yeah. that one. You know, I, yeah, making sloppy mistakes at the back, two goals at a shouldn't be given away sloppy penalty in the first half and yeah. that when you see it back gets worse and worse I mean the flick on Clay's literally just standing there watching his man get the yeah. flick on You're like come on Craig at least challenge for it I don't want to single out Craig Clay because I feel like we might have done with the penalty incident but He's oh, got to do better. Yeah, this is the got thing. Got to do is, better. If he's in the if he's in the line of fire, he's in the line of fire. But also there was Lawrence Vigaru to beat, and there was a couple of defenders there as well. I'm pretty sure Shad and Omer were there as well. So how has that actually gone through all of them? It's a bit of a 
a litany of errors really there. You know, yeah. if you don't stop the ball coming in in the first place or you don't stop the guy getting the flick on, the others behind you have got to anticipate that and, and do better. I mean, easier said than done sitting in your kitchen at, at, <laughs> at nine o'clock at night on a Sunday, not having to play it in yeah. real time. Um, but, you know, these are seasoned professionals, so you would, you know, you, we've just got to do better in future. But after think. that point, it wasn't like we were getting battered. I think it was fairly, it was fairly comfortable. Mm. Not, they didn't really have any clear-cut chances. Yeah, which is why this yeah. sucks more than it normally would. Yeah, agreed. Because it's not like they've battered us and then equalised. It's come against, arguably, probably run a play. Yeah, so 12 minutes left in the game, and in the 84th minute, Connor Wood lashed the ball wide after taking the ball down on his chest. Yeah, that was a decent effort. 90th minute then, Connor Wood was booked. And the O's made a double sub as Callum Riley came on for his debut, along with Dan Kemp in place of Theo Archibald and Aaron Drinnan. Yeah, the full-time whistle went shortly after as both teams had to settle for a point as despite the O's taking the lead twice in the match, they couldn't see it through, so the match ended 2 Oh, so Joe Gallon spoke to Dave Victor after the match. We're not going to play Joe's interview because it's been on YouTube now for at least 24 hours. But what I will say about that is he spoke very well, but he could be... If you closed your eyes. If you turned off the uh, visual, that could be Kenny Jacket. Because it sounds exactly like him. It could be Kenny Jacket's yeah. twin brother. For yeah, him. yeah. Joe, it could be Joe Jacket. A voice... A voice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they sound exactly the same. No wonder they work so well together because they... Lit- they sound like the same person speaking, so they obviously have a very similar um, thought process and mannerisms, which goes to show you why Kenny takes Joe yeah. pretty much every job he gets. Joe did say, yeah, exactly. Joe said that he knows he knows Kenny really, really well. So yeah, that obviously does help. Uh, so the league table, then we're going to start picking up on that now. That point means that we remain in sixth place in League Two. We've now played six, one, two, drawn three. Lost one. We've got a positive goal difference of three and we sit comfortably on nine points from those six games. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad at all. Six games played and we're in six. Decent goal difference. Only lost one. I guess the disappointing factor is you've got a big three there against your draw column. Had we been able to turn at least one, one of those draws into a win, win. we'd be sitting like fourth or third. I can yeah. say. But not bad at all. Not bad at and all. And you'd be doing better than 1.5 points a game. Yeah. You'd be doing like 1.8, 1.9 which is where you kind of need to be come the end of the season. Yeah, lots of time left. So, Mr Levy, your views yeah. on Newport away? Um, well, obviously I didn't I didn't go, so only going on what I've sort of seen and, and read. I'm obviously disappointed to have only come away with a point, considering that Newport had seven players out. They were forced to play that because those players apparently hadn't had a vaccine mm. and weren't double jabbed, so the league said, no, that's tough, you've got to play it. Uh, we took the lead twice. That's why it's also disappointing to not hold on to a lead. And I hope that doesn't become a reoccurring theme uh, throughout the season. And obviously we've conceded a penalty in another uh, and a poor goal. That's our second penalty that we've conceded so far this season. But the positives are we tried something new. And in the main, it did seem to work well. Just a couple of moments that have let us down in, in, in the grand yeah. scheme of it. And again, it's so early on in the season, you'd have taken a point before the game kicked off. Um, so that's all, all well and good um, but it does still feel generally a little bit despite you know it's, it's two points dropped I'm not going to be all negative about it all we didn't lose we've maintained an unbeaten away record you know we've drawn all three you know away from home against decent opposition Newport were up, up there last season Salford so uh, you know Carlisle are always a troublesome side so yeah as it stands right now I'm, I'm positive and I'm on board and I, I, I like what I'm hearing and seeing yeah, good stuff. For me, yeah, a bit like you, disappointing to drop the lead twice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very poor goals to concede, which we've covered. 
Harry Smith takes both goals very well. You know, if he keeps this up, he could be looking at twenty goals a season for Harry Smith potentially, which I would I would snap your hand off for. Something else that I've noticed is that we seem to have assists now coming from a bit more areas of the pitch. Last yeah, season it was very basic. Yeah. You know, yesterday Prattley went up on the left hand side of midfield, delivers a great ball in, Smith gets his head on, and also nice little corner left March ball. So a bit more creativity and you know five goals from dead ball situations already this season it's a fantastic stat another formation so again if something's not working then Kenny can change it around and swap it uh, which is great to see that flexibility good to see Aaron Drinnen back he had a really good start to the season so hopefully that he can pick up where yeah. he left off uh, but overall yeah decent point a little disappointing but we didn't lose and yeah. to roll out that old cliche that gets talked about so often respect the point yeah, which is what we've got. So, yeah, those were our That's views. It. Yeah, so uh, we had a huge amount of views that came in. As always, a lot of feedback after this match. So again, thanks to everyone uh, for sending us your views into our social media accounts, which are now sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agents. They're on Twitter at Hearts Town H E R T S Town uh, or Charlie Paul Charlie C H A R L I E underscore P O L E are the two main contact points for you. And again, we're going to try and read out as many. Uh, views as we possibly can but just because we read them doesn't mean we agree yeah so let's start with shrimpy underscore boy said I can't quite understand why the subs didn't come on earlier I felt like we were losing our grip on the game for the last 20 minutes frustrating to lose the lead twice but as football hope to see more big heads from Smith throughout the rest of the season there are a few tweets about leaving the subs till really late I think mm. we tired Harry Smith himself kind of admitted in his post-match that he was like puffing from like the 70th minute because obviously he's not he's not at hundred percent fitness and he obviously he stays on for the ninety minutes. But I think Kenny will make changes if they're necessary. But if they're not, he won't make them for the sake of just no. making a substitution. Yeah. So. But that's player welfare in one regard. You take him off after 70, 75 and let someone have a 15, 20 minute yeah. run out. But anyway, that's what he gets paid to do. Not us. Stroud Greeno said, shame about the sloppiness for their equaliser as I thought we were good for the three points until then. At the end though, it looked like Newport were more likely to score and sneak the win. So I'll take that point. Really QB nice. They should have won that. Very good performance but didn't take our chances which cost us in the end. Decent point though. A very winnable game at home next week. Yeah. Really, it's the winnable games that are the troublesome games. That's what cost us. This is later. Or <laughs> Phalanx two three five said disappointed. Really feel we should have won that. Don't think for most of the game, uh, at least it was a bad performance. But some players let us down, and it goes to show with the result. I feel we just switch off sometimes, and I don't understand why we can play good football. Yeah, decent mm. tweet there. PM three one nine seven zero said would have taken a point before the game. But having seen the way it played out, we should be winning games like that. Two poor pieces of defending have cost us. Yeah, Matty LOFC uh, Evans says similar. Two poor goals given away today has cost us two more points. Smith was a constant threat today. Bullied the Newport back line. Drinnen and Archibald need to find their ruthless nature in front of goal to help him. Could and should have been more attempts on goal today. Yeah, Chef Camp once disappointed. Thought we had enough to win that. Lapse of concentration for second and a mistake from Clay for the penalty. Mitchell had a very strong debut. Ogie, Drinnen and Smith all did well. Prattley, very organised as usual. Could tell that Alex Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely, because he's slotted straight in and, and nicely. So that's great. At Orient underscore Ed said, really annoyed with that. Threw away the game twice and Newport missing so many. We should have done better. Also, I believe we have drawn all our away games. Yes, you believe correctly. <laughs> SL Barber, 1986. As I see it's two points lost after leading twice. Not sure why we left it until the 89th minute until we changed things. Drinnen, for example, looked very tired. Ogie 
and Smith were exceptional today. More shout-outs for Ogie. Ogie I must say, Smith, yeah. I saw Ogie um, in his kind of interview this week on the club's YouTube channel. I haven't seen that much from Ogie before in terms of speaking, but it seems like a really nice, grounded kid, which is great to see. Mm, absolutely. He's got quite a strong Northern Irish accent, though. Was he... I missed that. Was he quite clear? I did. I couldn't even hear a twang of Northern Irish about him. To, oh, really? To be honest, yeah. Fair enough. Then, Wrecker <laughs> Blue Apps thinks it was a genuine game. We perhaps should have won. Think we had a few occasions with Drin and Archibald where we seemed scared to pull the trigger, and conceding the second against the runner play was disappointing. But I do think this team is a vast improvement on the twenty twenty one team. Yeah, I would agree with that. Good tweet there, Parksy eighteen eighty one. So that I said it would be a humdinger. Only criticism would be that Cooper had too much space in the second half, and we needed a change sooner. But I still think that's a positive performance. It's one more point, and we move together. So when he talks about Cooper, I read this on FanHub actually. Um, before the game, Newport signed this kid called Cooper from Swansea, who Swansea actually I think wanted to keep. He's like a bit of a playmaker and seemed to control a lot of the second half. Yeah, you know, win some, lose some. Yep, Les LK fifty two said Newport created little and we made two bad errors for their goals. We played well. Only criticism could have used the subs earlier. So there's a, another yeah. view on that. Uh, and also, once we get in the box, don't mess around. Just shoot. Overall, quite happy with that and we're looking good. Yeah, Casey Adams, LOFCs. To come away disappointed with a draw shows you how far we've come as a club. It's so hard to make a substitution these days and when they are needed, it's done. Boatsy said, uh, what a player we have in Harry Smith, a proper number nine. Gutted to concede two sloppy goals, but a decent point on the road, which again could be vital towards the end of the season. Yeah, Trousers Techno said, slightly disappointed. It feels like two points dropped, but taking the positives, we looked the better side. He created better opportunities and really only dropped the points from some naive defending. It's getting better week by week. Yeah, Pandemonium1881 said, the better side and probably deserved more, but defending for both goals were poor. Newport looked slow at the back and we carved open several chances quite easily. Would have taken a point before a ball was kicked, but following the 90 minutes, it felt like we chucked two away. This is the type of game and performance and result that could be the difference between being a really top side or a playoff hopeful. Overall, we looked okay. Some nice patches of football, some direct stuff and a decent press, but it is what it is. What it is. Kenny Jacket will learn more. Good tweet, good, good, great tweet, Matt. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Matt. Molly Folly, 2019 says, When Clay becomes no one in a decent squad or bench player, we know we are nailed on for promotion. When everyone is back, we are nearer that time. He has never recaptured his National League form and has never adapted to this level. We're surprised. He got another two years. Paolo, 1986, said, Being ahead twice, disappointed not to win, but could be an important point come May. Expect Newport to be up there again. Need to focus on the positives and tighten up at the back. Yeah, good tweet. Chris Co. one two nine three six nine one seven. So lots of positives to take. I think the Moniers need to remember there are only two players starting today who played last season. We're a new side with a new management team and already miles better than we were last season. The best is yet to come. That Very is a great positive. tweet. Yeah. East Side Orient said, if we'd have gone in 1-0 at half-time, We'd have won the game comfortably, but we gave them two soft goals. Felt sorry for Clay, who played well, but was at fault for both of them. Ogie is a real prospect, and Prattley had his best game in a no-shirt so far. Respect the point. Yeah, good tweet there. Yeah. To end this week, the final word goes to our podcast sponsor, who went to the match big ads at mm. OFC. said, so disappointed to not get the three points. By far the better team. Two poor goals to give away. I would have taken a point before, but after watching that, a point so deflating yeah I spoke to Adam earlier and he was quite 
um, upset by the fact that, and he made a particular point, Kenny Jackett didn't come and clap the away fans. And I think there's a few fans that are particularly unhappy that the manager doesn't do that. He made the point um, when he um, sat in for you as well, Carlisle, he didn't do the same. So it's good yeah. there because Kenny always, did. Kenny always talks about like how important and how good the fans were. Yeah. And he spoke about it again this week. So yeah. interesting. Maybe that's just not his style. But again, how it takes you 10 seconds, right? Literally... Turn around, walk down the yeah. tunnel, right? Yeah. So yeah, or just go over to them, clap them, and walk off. Like they've three hundred ninety-six people that are trekking all the way yeah. up to Newport from from East London, Essex, and like deepest darkest Essex, and all sorts of you know home counties. Like it's just to show a bit of respect in that regard. I don't want to make a massive deal out of it. I wasn't there. I'm not upset about it. But just for those that did go, yeah, you know, interesting. It, the players did. The staff did, but but not the manager. So, do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets or views that we've read out? Let us know what you think. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook. You can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. And thanks again uh, to Jim, who uh, sent us a quick note in uh, earlier this week as well. We're on Facebook. You can just search Orient Outlook Podcast. We're on um, Instagram, which is Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast I think that's enough so let's move on uh, with the prediction league yeah so a few correct predictions against Newport so well done to David Rose 88 to Julian Cabby 03 but he goes for two every game so it's a bit of a yeah, struggle there Julian yeah. both Baron they all predicted two all no scorers they get three points but well done to Tony underscore Antonio Gorillas 1985 and Parksy 1881 who all predicted two all and a scorer to get four points. No one said two all and Smith were both. So no one took the maximum five Ooh, points, but a few people took way, four. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, man. So that means that the top of the prediction league, Nina Barone still top on 10 points, nine points on Furlong, BTW and LOFC Teresa. And now we've got a few people on seven points. It's all getting a bit tight, a bit congested, but things you love to see. As always, thanks for all your predictions. Again, well, well over 100 coming into us on Outlook podcast house thanks to everyone who continues to tweet us before a match absolutely so let's move on then to sunday the uh, the 5th of september today as we record this harry smith was named in the skybet league 2 team of the week for the second week in a row i mean that's fantastic unbelievable that, that's, really that's really brilliant yeah, I mean, he scored two goals, so he deserves to be in it, but nonetheless. Yeah, really good. Things you love to see. So yeah. well done to Harry. The EFL team of the week hasn't actually come out yet, so it'd be interesting to see if he Tomorrow, makes that for yeah. a second. Because that's championship running. Which didn't play, so it's only oh, League 1 and League 2. Well, maybe they won't do it then. If they do, if they do it at League 1 and League 2 combined, you'd imagine Harry's yeah. probably Still walked into clubs. it. So, yeah. yeah. You think so? Interesting. Also, today, the ladies finally got their league season underway. They're at home to Ridgeway Rovers. They're starting... <laughs> 11, there's some big old names in this, Mr. Levy. Yulia Livy, uh, number two, is that the keeper? Zainab Armoden, Erin Bright, Olivia Warsfold, Stephanie Harrow, Bobby Ellison, Eve Pearson, Bianca Karadi, Zamina Malik, Tara Copeland and Liliana Almedia started the match for the ladies. They did, and Orient took the lead in the 23rd minute through Liliana Almedia. But unfortunately, we have to report the match had to be abandoned in the 38th minute due to an injury for an opposition player. So that's obviously something quite serious and we wish that player, whoever she is, a speedy and full recovery and hopefully to anyone that saw that was affected by that, that that you're okay. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know what happened because we weren't there, so yeah. At 39 and a half minutes in, that very short episode this week, it's time to wrap this bad boy up. So fantasy football in Jordan Reed is top of the Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy Football League. He's got 267 points. He's three points ahead of James Duncan in second place. I'm in 249th place 
at 315 players, but I have you know, Ronaldo is in fantastical oh. outlook. Good, team. good. He's ready to rock. Signed up. He yeah. tells me he's confident. Going to turn us around. <laughs> right. Very happy. Good. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so let's move on then to the positives and the negatives this week. Then, so we'll take a couple here. Harry Smith's form. Can't not mention Harry Smith's form. You know, he's scored four goals in six games so far. Um, scored two yesterday. So absolutely, you really want one of your strikers to be hitting some yeah. really good form early on. And we're unbeaten away from home. You know, three draws away, score draws away from home. Uh, it's decent. You know, obviously yesterday. Would have wanted all three, deserved yeah. all three, but we made two mistakes, so we don't get all three. Yeah, I think you summed up well. We, it's not like we played three of the weaker teams from League Two. You've played, you know, we have Newport, who made it into playoffs. Salford, who are widely, I mean, Salford are having a really bad time. Lost again yesterday to Carlisle. I mean, they are. They're, I think they're, I think they're twenty second in League Two. They've not really. had a good start wow. to the season. The last positive then, following from Harry Smith's form and the unbeaten away record's got to be the youth team result. Fantastic result yeah. for free. Performance as well, by the way. Oh, imagine if that was the first team, three one down at half time winning four three. You'd be oh. you'd still be going crazy be about spitting it. Spitting feathers at half time. You would be yeah. into your half time pint <laughs> and then come full time. It's like, oh my god, this is the best club in the world. Uh, you absolutely would be. Only one negative this week, that is conceding two sloppy goals so cut that out and we'll all be much happier so that leads us nicely into the Carol Angley Florist Hero of the Week yeah we felt that it was really an obvious and and only one winner for the Hero of the Week here so we decided to make all nominations in the tweet for Harry Smith and we still had 123 (laughs) votes so thank you to those 123 people who took a moment uh, to to cast their vote and well done to Harry Smith well done well done Orient's number 9 so next week's fixtures in only the one coming up. Yeah. So we've got Oldham Athletic at home Saturday, the 11th of September. Oldham, a club in serious, serious trouble. They've got massive ownership problems. The 23rd in League Two. They've won one game this season. That was a literally their one win this season was away to Sutton, where they were 1 0 down to the 87th minute and scored in the 87th minute and scored in and the 89th minute. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they've lost all their other five. Keith Cole. Looked very frustrated yesterday, but won't blame any of their performances on what's going on above him. So that's the game I think most fans will expect Orient to win. But like I said, it's always those games that turn out quite tricky. But yeah. we'll be down in the South Stand cheering the team on. If you can see me or the bearded legend, come and say hello. I think you said you met Leighton Stonian before the last home game. Yeah. It's my first Saturday game this season due to yeah. holidays and looking after the kids. So I'm looking forward to seeing loads of people I haven't seen all season. So like Michael Ringle, Chris Kane, I know I saw Chris Kane earlier, Vince Howard. Can't Aaron. wait to see can't wait to see uh, most of those people. So, looking forward to seeing all of your beautiful faces on Saturday. I'm, I'm bringing Theo as well, so it'll be his first game. I love it. Yeah, you. absolutely. So, uh, sponsorship reminder then. Uh, that's assuming he still wants to come. Don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads with a Z, L-O-F-C, on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. And I understand he's taken on a few more... Uh, uh, contracts with uh, fellow Orient fans recently so it's still good it's still going strong I love it we should have got him to sign a commission deal we have <laughs> absolutely done ourselves out of Mr Levy so yeah. that is it then. thank you for joining us for a fairly short episode 255 so it's only been six days since our last episode but lots has happened with two new players in to bolster the squad and with another point on the board after a two-all draw away to Newport County which many fans feel were two points dropped but Kenny now has a week to get ready for the visit of Oldham and hopefully this time next week we'll be talking about another good home performance 
three more points for the mighty O's. Yeah, as always, if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast from. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers and we're obviously on the fan engagement app, Fan Hub, which is brilliant. It's got lots of different bits and pieces to it. Uh, team prediction, um, and uh, team prediction loads of content loads of interactive stuff you can check in at matches we get a code that you can use up to five times a week so keep an eye on our social channels and we'll be tweeting Instagramming Facebooking that out on Friday morning and they're doing prizes now as well for the top three they get tickets to an EFL home game of their choice so yeah absolutely thank you very much indeed yeah so if you have an older relative a loved one or an chum who you think will like the podcast grab their phone download it for them and don't forget to pass the pod so we'll be back with episode 256 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need we're going to play you out this week with a little tribute to Harry Smith I hope this band are his favourite band if not it's a right travesty but we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's